0: what you want, when you want it, where you want it. This is The Mesh. Hey, I'm Amy Chang, and I'm a nationally board-certified health and wellness coach, and this is Healthy AF. Here, we're going to bring to you all things health. You'll hear stories of people who have transformed their health and, in the meantime, transformed their lives. We'll answer those burning questions about the newest health strategies, and we'll tackle some common roadblocks that my clients bring to me all the time. Lastly, we're gonna to talk to some practitioners who will bring to you different modalities that they're passionate about and how you could benefit from using those. So buckle in. We're going to be inspired, instructed, and have a little fun with Healthy AF. Hey everybody and thanks for joining us here on Healthy AF. Today I have sort of a um, special podcast, I guess it would be. I don't really know if y'all can call it special, maybe just different. How about that? I'm doing a different podcast today. I wanted to um, pop in here. It's funny. Some of the things that I deal with in my life then I get three or four people in my coaching practice who are dealing with the same things. And they might be a step or two behind me um, or or 10 miles behind me. But these things come up and as I start working on them in my own um, business and personal life, they come up in my client base. And so I, I just wanted to take a minute to share with y'all what we're dealing with here. The topic of the day is boundaries, angst, joy, survival, survival, and thriving. And just so that y'all don't have to listen to me rattle right on for 20 minutes, I actually have a very special guest Miss Maggie Chang, my own firstborn daughter. Hey, Maggie.
1: Hey, Mom. How are you doing?
0: I'm doing great. Thank you for being here so that I don't have to just rattle on by myself. Um, I invited Maggie because um, she also works as my personal assistant in the business. So there's a lot of, um, I guess, eye-opening that you get to experience listening to some of the questions that come in through the social media pages, um, some of the concerns that people come in with. So you hear a lot of those um, issues come in. And um, I thought that maybe you would have something to add to the
1: podcast. That and you know, I love to be a devil's advocate. (laughs)
0: <laughs> yeah, oldest child. She's gonna let's see how many buttons we can push on mama today on the podcast. <laughs> okay, so, uh, topic of the day you know, a few weeks ago, I went through s- uh, some time that was just a little bit icky. I don't know a better way to say it, um, aside from my head was in my butt. Uh, that's the other way I've been describing it here lately. And what I realized was that I was struggling with my boundaries. You know, what I'm hearing in my client base is I'm struggling with my boundaries at work. I am feeling like I'm not appreciated. I'm feeling like I'm invisible. I'm feeling like um, everybody keeps asking me to have more responsibilities at work, but I'm not getting the promotions that I want to have or that I see other people having. And I hear the same sort of um, echoing in people's personal lives. Like um, I feel like everybody counts on me for everything and I'm worn out. I'm tired and I never take care of myself. And then on the back end of that, I'm kind of angry. And that's exactly where I was actually a few weeks ago was I was just pissed off. (laughs) Honestly. Uh, do you remember that, Maggie?
1: <laughs> I sure do.
0: Yeah, that was a good time. Uh, why don't you just jump in right here? What what am I like when I start being angry without knowing that I'm angry yet?
1: Ooh, that's really loaded. Um, well, I think that, you know, I have the gift of seeing you in a variety of different contexts, right? I see you professionally in our work with the coaching business. And I see you as my mom, which is like one of the most intimate contexts you can know somebody. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think some of the sort of hallmark signs that I see in you when you're feeling upset, but don't quite realize it yet is first of all, is I think you get a little anxious You know, you're worried about being late. You're worried about Mm -hmm. not turning something in. You're stressed about things that, you know, I feel like normally- Getting the newsletter written. (laughs) Right. Getting the blog written. Written Getting social media. Yeah. Meanwhile, it got sent out at 6 a.m. It's fine. Um, And I think the other thing, which is, you know, genetic, you got it honest from like, as far as I know, three or four generations back of our family is getting really impatient. (laughs) I think a couple (laughs) of times- I've seen you like physically break something (laughs) by accident (laughs) because you're in a rush or you know something fell apart and you're trying to fix it and instead of you know going to get a drill you're just like pushing a screw really manhandling something yeah Um, manhandling it Mm -mm. and so I think you know the signs if you recognize them for what they are they're tangible they're very easy to recognize which is good I think that that puts you in a position to be uniquely coachable.
0: Mm. Oh, well, thank you. I appreciate that. Um, and I agree. I think that when a boundary has not been put in place and all of a sudden you find yourself angry about it, usually you've been, I'm just going to say maybe acting out. Maybe that's the best way to describe it. Um, In ways that are specific to you, like you're right for me, I get real worried. And when I get real worried, I get real impatient. And when I get real impatient, I get real rough because in my upbringing, um, if something is not working as well as you would like it to, or as fast as you would like it to, you just shove it a little harder (laughs) until it starts going. (laughs) So there's that. And you're right. Like when I can pick up on pick up on those things, then it's um, like an indicator light that I need to be looking at. Like, okay, exactly, how am I feeling, and um, what am I doing that I'm not comfortable with doing that's leading me to having all these feelings,
1: right? So and I, I think, think you know, it being something really physical that happens. The reason that I say that that makes you kind of uniquely coachable. Like for example, with me, I have the same sort of tendencies. And as you know, whenever I'm anxious, I start breaking those little clip things off of ballpoint pens. Oh God, that! And whenever like crazy, I've broken Maggie. one, it's so hard to notice. Like I'm feeling anxious and in a spiral of overthinking. But it's so easy to notice. Hey, I've broken three pens today. My mom <laughs> is mad at me because I've broken three pens. You know, like that kind of thing is so easy to pick up on. And the first step in any kind of coaching and any kind of behavioral or mindset change is like noticing it, yeah. noticing what you want to change. Aware.
0: Yeah, no, that's a great point. And, and I, you know, it's funny. I've done that exercise before with a mentor of mine. She said to me, what were we looking at? Uh, unmanageability. Exactly, Amy, what does unmanageability in your life look like? And I had to sit and look at like, well, what does it actually, how does it manifest so that I can identify it? And for me, like unmanageability in my life is like, I'm not returning my emails. I've got like a bazillion bills that aren't open yet. I've got, you know, the kitchen is a mess. The laundry is not done. The car needs an oil change, you know, like all of those things. Um, And it's easier to identify like, oh, the oil change light has been on for three weeks Then it is sometimes for us to identify, like, I'm feeling angsty. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah, for sure. No, that's a, that's a very good point. Okay. So once you've identified that, wow, like I am not, um, I am not feeling, feeling my best right now because I'm biting my nails or I'm breaking pins or I'm biting someone's head off or, you know, I've lost patience with my kids. One thing I've heard this week, like a couple of different times is, um, when I feel overwhelmed and don't know I'm overwhelmed, I lose my shit at my kids and then I feel guilty. And man, I lived that as you know, <laughs> you know, You you lose your chisel, and then you feel really rotten about it. You know, I think that's a big indicator for people to indicator light that they're dealing with a little something they haven't dealt with. Anyway, okay, so back on topic with the boundaries. So a few weeks ago, when I had my head in my fanny bottom, and I was sitting down with a mentor, and and I and I identified my head is clearly in a in my fanny bottom. I'm irritated. Um, I'm not being happy and joyful like I typically am. I didn't really want to talk to people. I just kind of walked around angry. And for me, it's really easy to see when I'm angry because usually I'm pretty like fluffy-go-lucky, usually. (laughs) And when I start getting irritated um, and walking around kind of dour, it's easy for me to identify. So I started doing all the things that I know to do that gets the anger off and none of them were working. I did the praying. I did the meditating. I did the journaling. I did the reading the books that I needed to read and listening to the podcasts, um, listening to the meditation on my insight journal. I had a meeting with my mentor and um, it was still just that, the yuck, the ick, the anger was still just kind of on me. And I knew that it didn't make sense. And at this point I was looking at like, you know, where can I take responsibility for this? What am I doing that's having me keep this white knuckle grip on my anger? And it took me about a week later when I saw like, oh, there's some boundaries that I have not put in place and I'm accepting behavior from me and other people that's pissing me off and not addressing it. So actually went back to my mentor and had a conversation and she brought, uh, and I said to her, you know, I'm not quite sure how these boundary things work yet. (laughs) You know, I'm getting better at them, but I'm not quite sure how they best work. And, um, you know, sometimes boundaries change. You know, if we set a, a, a boundary on every person in our life who at some point did something that we didn't like or found offensive or um, made us feel uncomfortable, we wouldn't have any people in our lives. Because, you know, everybody's going to do something at some point or another. And I don't know about you, but sometimes it hits me different. Mm -hmm. Sometimes I can handle um, inappropriate behavior. Sometimes I can't. Sometimes I feel more sensitive than others. Sometimes I feel less trusting. And so when I look at when I was setting my boundaries and how sort of, I don't want to say tight, I wanted... On a boundary, but kind of how tightly I wanted to hold a boundary. That was my question for my mentor. Like, I get it that I'm all angsty and mad because I've been stepping through my own boundary and now I'm mad and pissed off. But how do I know when to adjust my boundaries and what that looks like? And she gave me the most priceless tool. And that's why I wanted to have this special podcast. She said, when your angst is bigger than your joy, you need a boundary. Angst and joy. And usually I think about a boundary as something that helps me with survival. It helps me with like, how much of this bullshit called motherhood can I put up with before my back breaks?
1: Right. It has you to do know? with safety.
0: It does. It has a hundred percent with safety. Like, can I just keep my nose holes above the water line? And it's all about, um, being a martyr and a victim and being strong and having to be strong, but not one bit about it, about it is about joy and thriving it was the first time that I'd ever really looked at boundaries aren't just like a I'm not going to stand there while you punch me in the face. It's like also I'm going to go somewhere where I like I really love it and I'm thriving and I'm laughing and playing. You know, it's right. not just I'm not bleeding out. <laughs> so when I use those, that comparison tool like angst, what does angst feel like? and the ickiness in my tummy and the irritability and the, I just don't know what to do. So I'm going to yell at people and contrasted that to joy. So the marker was not no angst. The marker was joy. Right. That's a lot different.
1: Yeah. You know, I think that, we just try to force so much in our lives, right? We're so hell bent on productivity and on this really narrow definition of success that we ignore really well-based research that says that a safe environment is a fun environment, right? There's research that says children need to play to stay developmentally on track. There's research that says students need to feel safe speaking up in class in order to build a rapport with their classmates and their teachers. And that, that rapport, that joking around that pizza night, whatever actually improves their grades. You know, I think that when we talk about safety, we have this really literal physical definition, especially when it comes to boundaries, right? We talk about safety in terms of, well, if you punch me in the face, I'm going to walk away. But in order to be truly safe, your boundary has to be able to let you let loose, relax, right? You're not safe if you're tensed up all the time. We don't realize it because the effect isn't as instantaneous, but the effect of, you know, being so having such a white knuckle grip all the time really just Erodes our mental well being over time.
0: No, you're exactly right. And I hear it like that. I swear to you, I've had three people this week talk about um, just kind of being exhausted, like just worn out, totally done because of that. The pace, the survival, the go, 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 the you can't stop, don't breathe, you know, certainly don't not have fun. And I've I've heard relax three times this week. You know, like if we waved a magic wand, what would it look like? If all your boundaries were in place, what would it look like? If you had a different job and it was your dream job, what would it look like? I'd be relaxed. Great. And then the the next question I absolutely love to hit them with is, if you were relaxed, what would you then be able to do? And I get answers like, laugh. (laughs) You know, and uh, we all know that if you're not laughing a good belly laugh every day, you're not thriving. I don't even know if you'd really call it healthy. You know, if you're not having at least one big belly laugh a day. uh, But how many of us really sort of live on the angsty side of the angst joy meter? You
1: know, right. And that's sort of where health coaching comes in, right? That's one of the beautiful, liberating things about health coaching is that all of these things come into your health right? Like mm. if you can somehow convince someone, anyone, if you can convince any person at any time to exercise consistently, to eat the exact balance of macronutrients and calorie loads a day, they're going to look great. Right. And you know, a lot of their health metrics are going to go really well. You'd have just a flourishing business because everybody wants to do that for themselves. But we're more concerned with a lot of these harder to measure and yet meaningful things that contribute to people's health that they don't realize are posing barriers to the more tangible, quantitative things that they want to do, right? If someone's white knuckling their whole life and they're always exhausted, they're not going to go to the gym. They're not going to eat well. And most importantly, even if they do those things, they're not going to be happy about it. And that's sort of, you know, the top of the pyramid, I feel like I've seen in the health coaching business in my short time here.
0: Yeah, no, you're exactly right. It's um, it's uh, we start down at the bottom at that like base, like um, o- honestly, honestly, it's it's the angst, you know, people have and, and I'll say like me, too right? This is where I have lived, been, and still sometimes visit, right? It's the angst of, wow, I haven't put a boundary in place. Let's just say self-care. I haven't taken care of myself. My business is doing great, um, but my waistline is not, right? Um, Or my cardiovascular reserve or my uh, stress response, you know, is through the roof. And so we first just have to deal with like, That base of understanding, wow, I haven't done this and it's okay. Because a lot of times that's where all the shame and guilt lives. You know, um, I can't believe I'm this heavy. I can't believe I'm this out of shape. I can't believe that, you know, I let it get this bad. All those kinds of things. We got to clean up all that angst, you know, all that shame. And then we can move up into putting actions into place so that they can actually do the kinds of um, behaviors that are going to bring them the kinds of results and then, you know, weave in. It's like you got to weave in mindset the whole way through. And, And the top of that tippy top pyramid is I've got my joy, you know, I've got my joy back because I'm exercising, but now I actually like it. I've never liked it in my whole life, but now I actually like it and I'm eating good right. foods, but I'm not just such a victim to it. You know, uh, I'm not so sad because you're having a cheeseburger and I'm having a salad or whatever. not that cheeseburgers are bad and not that salads are always good, but you know what I'm saying, right they're they're empowered about it and they're and the other thing that has come up, that I think um, makes sense that hooks with joy, but sometimes we don't think about that. And I think we can wrap on this is people want to be free. And when they feel free, joy starts popping up left and right. Uh, Yeah. And that's, that's where almost all of my, um, initial consults with people get to is that they're all angst up and they want to be joyful and free.
1: Who doesn't want that?
0: I know. Right. I mean, nobody says like I'm all angst up <laughs> and I want to survive. And I love it here. <laughs> I know, Right. And if I could just be five, six angsty, that would be awesome.
1: <laughs> if I could oh, just turn just up my level of angst.
0: That'd be great, right? Oh gosh, was there anything I missed, Maggie?
1: I don't think so. I think um, you know, one advantage of having the podcast is just it's kind of nice to see a health coach not have perfect health and deal with it, you know. And I think you know, I really I respect the vulnerability that you've shown here in showing us the in-progress pictures between the before and after. I think, you know, oh God, it is that so is messy
0: too. It's is so messy.
1: That helps people grow.
0: Well, thank you. Thank you for being my kid and, and, um, showing up for me. I appreciate it. All right. Well, guys, I hope you have, enjoyed our mother-daughter podcast about uh, joy and freedom and angst and boundaries and how to take care of yourself and that it's okay to take care of yourself. So just keep using that angsty, joyful meter and do the things you need to do to create the joy in your life. And if you have trouble with that, God knows you are not alone and there is support for you in some capacity, whatever that is. All right, y'all have a great week and we'll see you next time on Healthy AF. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Healthy AF podcast. I hope that it has helped you create a new possibility for your health and sets you into action to go get it. If you want more information or if you want to connect with me, visit my website at myhealthylife.coach and don't forget, to hit the subscribe button so that each new Healthy AF episode will be sent directly to you. Let's take you from where you are to where you wanna go. You've been listening to The Mesh, an online media network of shows and programs ranging from business to arts, sports to entertainment, music to community.